And hello, everybody. It is Tom Chenault, and it is the Leadership Legacy Radio Show. What are you doing, Adrian? I just am super excited. I'm telling all my friends to get on here because that we are in the presence of greatness. That's yeah, what I'm doing. We really are, and it's going to be a tremendous show, everybody. It's going to be an important show, especially with what's going on in the world. There is serious stuff happening, and we got a couple of serious people that have a worldview that might just be real provocative and strong for you today. We are honored to have a couple of people here. And I'm gonna go in the order I'm most familiar. Nemo Warfield is an unbelievable guy that showed up in my life a few months ago, real, real strong. And I just loved his vim and vigor. And I started helping him and his wife before I had any idea that the guy was a Rhodes Scholar from an HSBC college. Is that it? HS HBCU. HBCU. HSBC is a heck of a bank. Yeah, that's a heck of a bank. <laughs> Didn't you work yes, it is. Yes. Oh, see, that's how smart I am. You don't have to be smart to do this show. So anyway, whatever it is, I want you, or I want you, Nima, to introduce Randy, Dr. Randall Pickett, because I pink it, I'm telling you, these guys are amazing, and I've only blown two things so far, so let's just keep this rolling. So why don't you do the introduction to him, because what you've told me about him is unbelievable. Well, thank you so much, Tom. Thank you, Adrian, for this incredible opportunity. Let me make sure my phones are off, because we don't want to disturb this moment. Uh, the gentleman that we have with us today and, and first and foremost, I want to welcome everyone to the room and thank you for being here. The gentleman that we have with, a, with us is a brother from another mother for me. He is a, my personal hero. He's a man who, from the very moment I met him, I knew that he was complete. I mean, everybody's special. Randy, a.k.a. Dr. Randall D. Pinkett, is extraordinary. He leads with his heart. His brain is huge. His heart is more huge or huger. And I got four degrees in literature, and I'm not even sure if huger is a word. He <laughs> trumps me. He has five degrees, Tom and Adrian. Y'all thought four was something. That man has five degrees. So we met because we were both Rhodes Scholars. We were blessed to be Rhodes Scholars out of the class of 1994. And we met a few months prior to going over to England. And in the streets of Oxford, we had a blast. I mean, and, and it was funny, actually. Well, his story of Oxford is a little different from mine. Nevertheless, we had a blast. He was ready to leave. Me, not so much. The point is, I learned from him what it means to lead with love. His friendship has been, I mean, loyalty is, is an understatement. I was in a pinch. I was in a huge pinch found myself abroad, unable to get home. Randall D. Pinkett, PhD, stepped in and said, brother, I got you. And so to be, I've watched him lead and know what he wanted to do from a very early age. And I've only just wanted to be him. Like my whole life was like, I just want to be Randy. I just want to be Randy. I'm to the point where I'm, I'm trying to dress like Randy. You know, I got I to throw a little neon in there. You know, I still, still got to be me. <laughs> At the end of the day, he has been the idol, and he like I consider his mother my mother. Dr. Randall D. Pinkett is the greatest scholar, the greatest human being in the universe. And thank you, brother, for everything, and thank you for joining us today. How are you? Oh, how do I follow that introduction? Uh, 
my brother from another mother. Uh, I call him the Neemster. Uh, I call him uh, Brother Neems, uh, AKA Nemo Warfield. Uh, you know, there's a, there's a great line in, uh, in Hamilton where they, uh, one of the songs, the lyric says, what are the odds the gods would put us all in one spot? And it, 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 it causes me to reflect that our, our paths crossing uh, was just meant to be. Uh, and, and while you look up to me, and I, I'm humbled by that, my brother, I, I equally look up to you for your fortitude, for your strength, uh, for your intellect, which I've always marveled at, uh, but above all, above all for two things, uh, for your faith and for your friendship, um, for the faith that you've cultivated and for the friendship that we've cultivated. And I am just honored to consider you a brother and a friend and any stage that has Nima Warfield is a stage that I'm happy uh, to share alongside him. So uh, I love you, brother, I love you. Uh, and, and Tom and Adrian, uh, it is a, an honor and a privilege to, to meet you by way of Nima. Uh, because any friend of his is without question a friend of mine. So I'm, I'm honored to be here and humbled by the introduction. We met you at the wedding and I saw you on the screen pop up at the wedding and I went, holy mackerel, that guy looks familiar. <laughs> it's really, really great to have you aboard. Are you pumped enough? Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, I, I love that your paths came together initially as Rhodes Scholars and then, you know, the journey that you, the two of you have been on. And so... Dr. Pinkett, I'd love for you just to talk because you, you've you've had your you've had such a journey in you know pop culture, in academia, in all the different areas of of life, and and so talk about from going from being that Rhodes Scholar and and through into all of these different experiences that you created. Just give us a little bit of, of a history on you because I want I want to make sure our, our listeners get a chance to to know you a little better. Absolutely. Uh, so, uh, born in Philadelphia, raised in New Jersey. Uh, I'm a, I'm ostensibly a Jersey guy. Went through all of my years of grade school, matriculated to Rutgers University, where I studied electrical engineering. Uh, I had the the fortune of crossing paths with three other classmates at Rutgers: Jeffrey Robinson, Lawrence Hibbert, Dallas Grundy. We caught the entrepreneurial bug at a very young age. We were uh, 20 and 21, when we started our first business together. And to fast forward uh, 30 years later, because I'll turn 51 this year, from 21 to 51, uh, the four of us are still together in business. Yes. Wow. And and we still get along. <laughs> <laughs> the second part's yeah. even more remarkable than the first. Yeah, that's Amen. right. Amen. Uh, Amen. I often describe us as a as a rock group or a band or a, a performing artist group that never had to kick anybody out of the group. Uh, we've been able to stay together and come together. And, and, and along that path, uh, like Nima was the first uh, Rhodes Scholar from a historically black college and university. And he made history in that regard. Uh, I made uh, less prominent, but still noteworthy history as the first African-American to win the Rhodes Scholarship from Rutgers University. And so while my entrepreneurial seeds were planted at Rutgers, uh, my scholarly seeds were planted and then 
further blossomed at Oxford. And that's where I crossed paths with Nima. In fact, there were three Rhodes Scholars from, from New Jersey that year. Nima, myself, and Dana Brown, also from Rutgers. So we all went over as three of 32 from America studying at Oxford. Uh, and back then, you know, we didn't have all of the, uh, all the uh, technology that we have now to stay connected back to the U.S. And so we were feeling like we were out in the middle of nowhere, out of Oxford for three years, <laughs> and so I, but that only drew us closer to one another. We bonded through the crucible of studying abroad uh, and formed a friendship and a bond uh, that has lasted uh, since 1994, when we hopped on a plane and traveled over to Oxford. And and without getting too far into the Rhodes experience, which I suspect we may go deeper, uh, I know for Nima and for me, it was it was transformative. Uh, to be immersed in that community of, of, of future leaders and overachievers and all the, all the, that's the right way to describe it. Uh, and, and, you know, iron sharpens iron. It, it really does. And I know I am a better man, a better scholar, a better entrepreneur, a better person because of my two years alongside that community. And then to make a, a long story short, uh, just fast forward from Oxford to MIT, where I did my master's. I did my master's at Oxford in computer science. I did three more degrees at MIT, my master's in electrical engineering, my MBA, and my PhD. And I walked off of MIT's campus and became a full-time employee of the company that I started when I was in college with my three classmates. And I've never looked back. I've been there ever since. Mm. You're pretty smart. I, so I'm going to call you a pretty smart guy. <laughs> but here you are, 50 years old. And it's been about 30 years since anybody looked at your report card, sir. <laughs> and where you have built your business is with your heart and your loyalty and your love and your commitment and your unwillingness to compromise. Would you agree with that? I would humbly agree with that. Yes. Isn't that cool? It is. And you could have gone anywhere and you chose to really invest and to bed down and to say, we're going to go the distance together as partners with these other three guys. And we've got about two minutes to the break. So I want to expand on that on the other side as well, but that, that had to have been, you know, there's, that hasn't been without challenge and cost along the way. I'm sure just like any, any relationship that lasts for the long haul and what's it been like, doing 30 years of life with these three other guys? Uh, it's, it's been phenomenal. Uh, I mean, absolutely phenomenal. You've often heard it say, don't go into business with family and friends. Now, obviously the two of you are a living testimony and Nima and his wife are a living testimony that it can be done. So I don't think it's that you don't want to go into business with family and friends. I think you don't want to go into business with certain family and friends. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that's it. Yes. Pick your spots. Yeah. Yes. That, that's, a, yeah. that's exactly right. And, and then there are no perfect people. And so stay committed to what it is that you're doing together, whether it's building a marriage, whether it's building a company whatever it is, because those hard times will come, right? There's going to be conflict. There's going to be challenges. People are going to change. You know, obviously you guys are not the same people you were 30 years ago. And yeah. so you got to create the space for people to grow, 
together to grow differently, to, you know, to change what they're, what's important to them and to still be achieving together. And I think there's a lot of, a lot of leadership lessons in that. And so that's, that's maybe the place for us to, to dig in a little bit on, on the other side of the break, but this is. And bo- this is- Kim, bo- Adrian, just before we go to the break, you made that comment about not being the same people we were 30 years ago. And I have to say, once again, he has been my idol because that man, the way he looks right now is just about the same way he looked in 1994. Beautiful, glowing brother. And I am doing my best to keep up. So three really smart people here. But at the end of the day, their faith, their perseverance, their loyalty. I might not have those brains, but I got those three. And that's why I can hang with these big dogs right here. And so can you. We'll be back right after this on the Legacy Leadership Radio Show. Look at you, Mr. Radio Host. Thank you. That has all the hallmarks of going a lot longer than it did. You did a good job right there. (laughs) (laughs) Wrapping it in, wrapping it in. So, so Randy, how often do you do radio broadcasts these days? Uh, Not too often I do radio. Not too often. I mean, uh, television, occasional radio, uh, and, you know, live streams galore. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, totally. All right. Hey, we're going to come back to the show here. This is a short section segment here. And we're back. It is the Legacy Leadership Radio Show with Adrian Chenault, Tom Chenault. Thank you, Genesis Communication Network and your 550 AM radio stations. We love you, Ted Anderson. And it is so great having two people like here, two human beings that have got unbelievable notoriety in the world. I mean, Randall, Randy won the Apprentice television show. I mean, that is just a little tiny arrow in a giant quiver of accomplishment arrows of this guy. But what's so cool about him is his heart and his faith and his belief in his fellow man and that anybody can be an entrepreneur. And I love that big time. What do you think about that, Randy? What, what, is, what advice do you have to people out there just going, I don't have what it takes? And you're looking at them and saying, yes, you do. Would you agree with that? I absolutely would. And I would say something that I often say to young people, but I think it applies to all people. Show me your friends and show me your future. Wow. Um, it, it, it really is about who you surround yourself with the, and stated differently. If, if you're finding yourself thinking, I don't have what it takes. Well, what if you had somebody along your side to offer that encouragement that says you do have what it takes or even stronger together, we have what it takes and that when you're down, they can pick you up. And when they're down, you can pick them up. And I think that's part of what has been the beauty of the multiple journeys that I've traveled, not only with my business partners, but also with the likes of NEMA, is having people in my inner circle, people who are close to me, who who I trust and who I know and who know me, that believe in me, that encourage me, that give me an example that can rub off on me. I'm not perfect. No one's perfect, but I, but we all can learn from each other and we can all encourage each other and we can all inspire one another. And so I think it is, it's, it's, it's eminently critical to really think about who you invite into that inner circle, because that can ultimately determine your direction. But the last thing I'll say is this, there's another great saying, you know, if you're the smartest person in the room, you need another room. 
<laughs> and so there's two flip sides to that. To me, it's one uh, acknowledging that there's always something you can learn from others that they have experiences you don't have. But it's also humbling yourself to acknowledge that you don't have to be the smartest person in the room. You know, that you want to be around people that are doing things you're not doing, learning things you're not learning, going places you're not going, because that makes you a better person. And vis-a-vis, -vis, you can also pour into them. That is that is so huge. And Nima, I want to put that to you as well, because, you know, clearly this is a relationship that you you both have continued to invest into to remain friends and to remain connected for all these years. How 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 important has it been for you to invest and reinvest in relationships with some of these amazing people that you've connected with along your journey, Nima? Well, you know, it's interesting because when I think about, first of all, yes, and in my intro, I may not have mentioned that he is the first and only African-American apprentice to that man, number 45. And when he told me, I had to sign an NDA. I remember this day like it was yesterday. He told me he was going to be on the show and I told him, you're gonna win because I knew what the apprentice frame was and I knew Randy and I knew how effective he is and I knew how loving he is. And so I called it from that day and I remember, see, I've stayed connected with the community and in doing so, it's also given me an opportunity to really work through a lot of the crust in my heart around ego, comparing, they say to compare is to despair. So I had an opportunity to really go through another crucible in terms of not seeing my light in the context of someone else's, because it took a lot to not really feel down on myself that I wasn't doing what Randy was doing, whether it was academically, entrepreneurially, uh, commercially, television. I mean, come on, he, he's got it all, right? And he's leading with his heart. Even Trump said it. He says, you lead with kindness. So I'm like, this guy, this is where I need to be. And I knew I had a lot of hostility, anger, stuff that you know we all deal with because life scars us all. And I was blessed to just stay in the fight and stay connected to these people. And sometimes I had to pull away a bit. And Randy knows I haven't always been forthcoming with the group. They've got the WhatsApp groups. They've got, you know, we've got our text messages. And sometimes I'd be a little down on myself. And at the same time, like he said, people never stop believing in me, even when I stop believing in myself. That's been more important than anything else. They say friends are angels who bring you to your feet when your wings forget how to fly. And so mm. Randy, Trina, mm. Monroe, Andre, mm. Nena, that whole crowd, I mm. thank you guys for holding that space for me. And Tom and Adrian, it, it, this is a miracle right here because it's love, it's only love that has led for, let open the, op the opportunity for me to really find my voice in my space. You know, and of course my space is like years old now, but again, <laughs> in that context, and, and I, I can only say thank you, thank you, thank you to my friends, my dear family, and my brother, Randy Pinkett. All right. We're going to take another fast break here. We'll be back right after this. That was gave me chills, Nima. All right. 
So we have a special surprise in waiting. Yeah, in we the just raised the price of poker here a little bit. Is here we go. Exciting. Yeah. So the, we got rid of the ugly. <laughs> we beauty. That's right. That's good. Just elevated our uh, our attractive quotient. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. All right, yes, Alex, indeed. you got to unmute yourself. We're gonna, we're right. gonna put thirty seconds on our on our clock, guys. So we're gonna come back in about fifteen Lord, seconds. It, Alex, I'm so it, glad you just went up in the room. So yeah. um, at any given time, this puppy may do something, but he's <laughs> hanging out right there sleeping. All right, take take all right, off. Just yeah. hit the mute button if you need to. It's all good. Yes. We got it. All right. Okay, we're coming back. Welcome back, everybody. It is Tom Chenault, Adrian Chenault. It is the Legacy Leadership Radio Show. And man, I am like overcome because these three people that we've got with us today are truly amazing. And they are as close as you could possibly be. Their common denominator is they're smart people, but they love each other. They love this planet and they're committed to making a difference out there. There's just nothing better. Before we go, I got to ask Dr. Pinkett a question. Magic of thinking big, think and grow rich. What did you read as a little kid to turn into such an unbelievably driven human being? Something had to happen. It wasn't a science book that gave you this, I don't think. What was it? Did you read any of that stuff that us less intelligent people read every day? <laughs> There have been a few pivotal <laughs> books along my journey uh, from a personal development perspective. Uh, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People yeah. by Stephen Covey uh, was a defining book for me. Uh, a book called uh, The Fifth Discipline by Peter Senge, yep. which is, in my estimation, uh, an analog to The Seven Habits, but more for organizations than for people. Uh, I'd say a third book, uh, Purpose Driven Life by Rick Warren. Yeah, for sure. Yep, that's been influential for me. And then uh, one of my favorites, which I actually read at Oxford uh, in a day, is a book called Why Should White Guys Have All the Fun? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Reginald F. Lewis, who was the first African-American to run a, a billion-dollar company in uh his story of perseverance to use some of the adjectives you've used uh, previously, perseverance, commitment, uh, faith, determination. This man oozed those characteristics and inspired me without, without a doubt. So how many children do you have? Uh, three. I've got two sons, uh, 25 and 21. And I've got a daughter who is 14 Yep. Have you worked on them trying to be rocket scientists or did you tell them to fire their brain, hire their heart and go make a difference? The latter. I tell them, uh, chase passion. Uh, there we go. I love this guy. Passion and, uh, and if you don't know what your passion is, keep looking. It will find you. It'll find you. There you go. There you go. Which is exactly. And then you never know how it's going to show up. Then you all of a sudden you got Nima, who's a wandering generality with unbelievable unbelievable potential and here comes alex and she finally corralled it and these two are going to change the world would you agree with that alex absolutely i knew from day one that we were just going to be like an awesome powerhouse it took him a little bit but you know got him, <laughs> got him. 
Power of persistence. <laughs> and let the record reflect, I was at the gym as a member oh. of the gym where, where they met. So I am I am one of the first to lay yeah. eyes on Mr. and Mrs. Turnup before they were Mr. and Mrs. Turnup. Yep. <laughs> that is so true. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Crunch Crunch Somerset, they they have a lot to uh to, mm -hmm. to be thankful for as far as what they've given to the world. And of course, we, we want to shout out brother Evan as well, Evan Beyond Fitness on Instagram. Well, Evan. Evan's the one that introduced us after his fitness class. And mm -hmm. you know, I, I was I was I was checking her out, so I, but and I and I knew I said I was checking you out. <laughs> she, she, hey, okay, okay. And, you know, there's a lot of energy in in that little because she's she's about five foot nothing, and <laughs> she comes with everything. Like she was like, if you don't, I remember we're walking on the treadmill as we're just kind of you know getting to know each other, and she's like, yep. if you don't like Michael Jackson, then. F you and I yep. was like, wow, okay. <laughs> and she didn't say F, so there you are. Shots I don't fired. water anything down. <laughs> she does not. She does not. And Tom, you know that for a fact. I'm 180 proof, baby, all the time. <laughs> I have been around as the mediator a couple of times, and I am telling you what, when the shots are fired, I want to be on Alex's side. <laughs> <laughs> I, will, I will promise you that. No offense, Nima, but we're not I'm going with her. So, none take a stop. I am You're going to I'm with a her big too. boy. I, you know, sorry. <laughs> so let me ask you this. What is it you're trying to, I mean, there's a book out there called Who Not How. And inside of this book, you learn that you can't do it all. You're not, you know, if you can find people that are better than you, you have done an unbelievable job. There's another book that you talked about, Stephen Covey. His son, Stephen M.R. Covey, wrote a book called The Speed of Trust. You have got to get in the foxhole with people that you can go deep with, that you can trust, that you're in, that it, it is important to get good people around you and keep them there, which is living proof of what you did with your three partners, Dr. Randall Pinkett. But what, I mean, is as that's the advice I've got for everybody is what he said about his three kids, find your passion and find people just as passionate to help you execute it, right? Without cool. a doubt. I mean, I look at uh, Alex and, and Nima. I mean, th these two, uh, it, they, they ooze passion. Yeah. Uh, I mean, every time I tune in to see the two of them in action, I mean, it just jumps off my screen, the passion that comes through, the energy, the... <laughs> the enthusiasm and you know, you know, I, I and, and 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 let's be very very practical to to say that we 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 live in passion and pursue passion. It doesn't mean that there aren't things and times where you don't love what you do. Meaning that there are certain things you got to do to get the job done. The stuff that's behind the scenes that may not be attractive or sexy or the like. What we're saying is that passion has to be your guiding compass. Like if a compass is supposed to set direction, you can't fall too far off your direction because that's your calling. Like that's where you're being called to operate in. And when you find people who are both like-minded and like-hearted, like-minded says we have some complementarity of what you bring to the table, what I bring to the table, but that's cerebral. It's got to be like heart too. We have to be aligned, have some chemistry, have something that we can connect into but that's what I see in Mr. and Mrs. Turn Up. I see the like mind. 
because they bring different skill sets. They think differently. They're not the same people, but they have the like heart. The heart is what connects them into the passion and that drives what they do. From the book that you read as a young man to the books that you've written over your shoulder to try to give voice to African-American people, businessmen, human beings on this planet. That's what's kind of given all of you your lives. And are you happy the progress that we've made over the five over the last five years? Or is it just still too little? What give me some optic on that? I, I think it's absolutely uh, too I, I can't say too little because we've made significant progress. I mean, if yes, you just sir. reflect on the history of Africans enslaved in America to where we are today, putting aside the core of your question, that alone is amazing and impressive. Uh, but having said that, I think we all agree that 2020 was a wake-up call of epic proportions, hmm. uh, that the murder of George Floyd, if you didn't get the memo that we were not as far along as we thought we were, that could not have been made clear. The, the, the alarm could not have been sounded more, more clearly. Uh, we got work to do. And, and I, I would argue that the events of 2020 are a sign that we're moving in the wrong direction, that if we were making progress through the civil rights movement and into the 21st century, we got some, somehow we got lost. And now we're trying to refine our way. And that's not just a, a, a commentary on the plight of African-Americans. That's a societal commentary. Like we got issues and you can draw those lines wherever you want, De Democrats and Republicans, immigrants and native born, uh, the rich and the rest, the, the poor and the wealthy, LGBTQIA and straight. I mean, just to take your pick, the dividing lines are becoming deeper and more divisive, and we have got to turn this thing around because it's threatening not just our democracy, it's threatening our, our humanity. Amen. 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 Well said. And, and if I can just dovetail on that and stack, because where we are in 2022, COVID has cracked the world. And in every crisis, there is an opportunity. And we saw some incredibly ugly things in the wake, I mean, because we were already dealing with the pandemic and then we saw, you know, the ugliness of hate, the ugliness of ignorance. And out of that, because Black Lives Matter existed before and it really just, you know, shot to prominence around the world. My true passion is to make sure that Black Lives Matter doesn't become We Shall Overcome 2.0. Yeah. Because I grew up in a context where sloganeering was the science of the day. And it was all about how well somebody spoke and how good they looked, and you know, what their accolades and accoutrements were. And yet what Randy has shown me personally and what people like him who are doing solid business in the black community and the community at large, what they show us is that it takes action and institutions to really get momentum and take the urgency of now, the urgency of Black Lives Matters and, and make it a campaign, make it a crusade of action, of activity, of involvement, where we are getting people, because I say if Black Lives Matter, then Black Health matters most of all. And Tom, you know what Mrs. Turnup and I 
have been doing in terms of putting that issue of physical health, mental health, spiritual health, emotional health, financial health before the public. And that's the topic of our time to get everybody who is willing to hear another message on track, which is we don't have to be involved in this insanity. We don't have to accept these assaults in our humanity. We can choose another way. And that way is love. So here's the deal. They say that the opposite of addiction isn't sobriety. The opposite of addiction is true human connection. We have got to unite every one of us. I don't, he hit the nail on the head right now. What's going on in the Ukraine is making me absolutely mm-hmm. cry. Mm-hmm. And it's people getting, I, I don't even get it. How could people treat people like this? This is what I said around George Floyd, all this. This is not who we are. That's We've right. got to unite. And I don't care how we do it. It's what we need to do. Right, Dr. Randall Pickett? Absolutely. No, you, you're absolutely right. The, 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 the circumstances in Ukraine are, are heartbreaking and heart-wrenching. Um, and it's only yet another sign of the, 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 the cracks in the foundation of our, of our humanity. And and I, and I, and I'm 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 struggling with the situation in, in Ukraine for that for that very reason, uh, because it it just it's just a, a constant reminder that all of this is happening on our watch. Like all the stuff you talk about from history, you can distance yourself and say that was on somebody else's watch. There you go. This is our time. This is our okay. moment. Like this is our responsibility to ask ourselves the tough questions. What world are we leaving to the next generation? Like that's what we all have to confront ourselves with. And that's and and, and that's what I'm that's what, what I'm really struggling with right now. We got to take a fast break. This will be a fast break. Stick around. Hold that thought. We'll be right back. Back. <laughs> we're back so that was a short break man we'll figure there we'll figure the radio clock out with gcn what you just said is it who are we that we're letting this happen mm-hmm. we can't blame it on anybody it's on us it's and on in us. the network marketing space which is the primary audience that we've got it's based on love it is based on human beings treating people like human beings Race, denomination, creed, country, nothing absolutely separates us. We've got to lock arms. And if these politicians want to do what these politicians do, for want of a better term, we can trump that. And we have to, because I'm telling you, there is no stopping love and it will win. Ask Martin Luther King. Well said. I think that couching all of this, that it's fundamentally about humanity, race is about humanity. Geopolitics in this land grab is about humanity. It's all, if, if we had, if we had a deep enough appreciation for one another's humanity, none of these things would be a problem. And to go back to that and to understand that the ramifications and, and what, like the, what is actually the disease underneath all of this stuff is that we don't see one another's humanity and we have the ability to to begin to counteract that by by putting that into everything that we do so that we can make a positive impact in the world and so dr pinkett 
your your books, your work, you know, where can we be putting more energy into this world and into one another to move ourselves towards a better future? Well, I think the thing that we all rally around, all five of us, is is, is this idea of of how entrepreneurship can be an enabler, uh, it can empower, and it can open doors of opportunity for others that might not have opportunity. Uh, we all share that as a function of what we do, uh, whether it's through network marketing, whether it's through health and wellness, whether for me it's through uh, consulting and the work of my firm. So, I mean, m much of my writing has been centered on entrepreneurship. My first book was Campus CEO for Young Entrepreneurs. Second book, No Money Down CEO. I say that was for broke entrepreneurs. <laughs> like <laughs> broke. <laughs> uh, my third book was Black Faces in White Places on how to navigate environments where we're still underrepresented. And then my most recent book, Black Faces in High Places, where I profile several successful entrepreneurs, uh, Kathy Hughes, Bob Johnson, Reginald Lewis, uh, and others, Oprah Winfrey, who have not only made it to the top, but two key things, didn't forget where they came from and made certain that others were able to benefit by opening doors of opportunity. And so you can learn more about me. I see the website is on the screen at randallpinkett.com. Learn more about my books, my writing, my work, and um, and and you know, and, and go get yourself a copy. Go get yourself a copy. <laughs> you have to go and do that. And for our friends on the radio, Randall is with one L, and it's pink, P-I-N-K-E-T-T. -T. So Randall with one L, pinkett.com. Make sure you go and check out what this guy's talking about. And that entrepreneurship, I mean, it's so important. We've done some work with an organization that is thinking in that same way through the uh, the the uh, penitentiary system, right? And it's that same thing, right? Like you, there's the people who have the least opportunity. The you level the playing field by opening up entrepreneurship. That's where you don't have nobody gets to tell you that your CV is not right, or nobody gets to profile you. Nobody can tell you no because you get to go and create that for yourself, and then to pave that way for others who may have had the same challenges that you faced getting to the top. And that is an incredible force for good in this world, isn't it? Here, here. Without a doubt. Not to mention women. Women, Alex, I can't believe you're not screaming about that. I mean, everybody, it's a level playing field that we've got to strive for. Where, I mean, it's the United States Constitution that speaks to it directly that nobody's better than anybody else, man. We've got to be human beings first and foremost. We can be right later. Let's just love. That's all it boils down to, right? That's that's here, here. And, I think and people also need to love themselves more. I think that's kind of where a lot of this hatred is happening because people mm -hmm. can't even find the love or the acceptance of other people who are different from they are because they haven't accepted their own flaws, their own differences, and mm -hmm. just they haven't accepted themselves, period. And they can't even love themselves. So let alone love another person. So, so I think we all need to love each other and ourselves. Amen. Amen. And when you go this show, I want you to go text 10 people that you know. And I want you to put them on a rotation of remember, where what happens is you say their name, something that you love about them with no agenda, and ask what you can do to make their life better.
And all of a sudden, you're going to start seeing your relationships get richer. And it's going to expand out. And we're going to bring this world back together again because it needs to come back together again. And we need to close those borders like this with love, where it isn't a bunch of noise about somebody else being right or wrong. And I think that's what you've done, Dr. Pinkett. And I'm just telling you, I love you. I do. I love, I love you. I love you more. Yeah. That's what we're I love doing. that, brother. And so when we talk, and the world, it's like the world, Andy remembers that I was so passionate about seeing more of the world. When I had come to him, I had already been to Japan. Then I went off to backpack around Southeast Asia. And that sensibility of bringing the world together has been with me, Randy knows, from a very, very early age, even in the streets of Oxford on the high street. And he can tell you stories about that. So we just continue in that vein to bring folks together with love. With All love. right. RandallPinkett.com. I love you guys. We're out of here. Don't The show's not really going to end on Facebook, so stick around a second or two. We're out of here. We'll see you all next week on the Legacy Leadership Radio Show. Thank you so much. Oh, my God. You guys, what a beautiful, just the spirit of this time was really phenomenal. It was more than I could have hoped for, and I had very high hopes. So thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, my new bride, for showing up. Yes. yes. <laughs> Lovely, as Stevie Wonder says. <laughs> well, you know, I try. I know. If so I can get you on big stages, do you want to be on big stages like, like blowtorch radio shows? I've got access to that. If you and Nima will come on, uh, you'll do this. This thing's a BB on a four-lane highway, but I know some influential people. <laughs> and so I can help, man. And I'm telling you what, what you're doing what all three of you are doing, we need more of. And I'm scared to death for this world because everybody's trying so hard to be right. And mm. let's flip that and bring people together and take everybody up with us. And that's what that's pretty much what network marketing and contact mapping are <laughs> morping, contact mapping are all about or remembering <laughs> people and loving them. So that's exactly all right, you guys. Here. I, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for coming on the show. Thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for the platform. Love to all and to all love. This was a wonderful, a real blessing. RP. <laughs> love you, Randy. All right. Get us out of here.